I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, everybody. Welcome back in to the Letterman Lounge. It's time once again for Letterman Live. It's brought to you by Roosters. It's a fun, casual joint. And we are talking about the Ohio State Buckeyes, four-time defending Big Ten champions, still... <clears throat> unbeaten in the league after a nine-point win at Nebraska, just like Bobby Carpenter and Jay-Z and Nicole Cox and Jeremy Birmingham said last week, it was going to be a battle, and it was. And Ohio State is held to this incredibly high standard where, Bob, a (laughs) nine-point win just isn't good enough. Because people like you, Austin, predict wins that are like 55-3. to Uh And the only score is like we kick a field goal like an own goal for them. Like they, they get no yards. I mean, it is my fault. It's true. You, you, in your mind, envision. I mean, I thought the defense played pretty well. I thought the offense did some things that were good. There's some lingering issues that are going to be cause for concern if we can't get that rectified. Purdue has a pretty good defense, so I think that that'll you'll be able to see some of that and be able to look at some of that moving forward. But it, it was a good win. I'm never going to besmirch a victory. I thought it was pretty clean. <laughs> Never. I thought I'm I'm really pr- impressed with the defense. Outside of the you know the 72 yarder to uh, Turi, what the heck is his name? Turier. Turay. Turay. Outside of that, I thought the deep secondary held up pretty well. And the, the the thing you have to be most pumped about is I believe Ohio State leads the nation in sacks, and they're like 15th in run defense or something like that, averaging like three yards a carry basically. So areas that we looked at at the beginning of the season, like as high levels of concern, those have been resolved. Now it's the offense that looked like a juggernaut. Well, we get the ball rolling, and then we kind of like peter out a little bit. Like we lose the momentum and haven't been able to turn crossing the 50 into like sure touchdowns, which is what I'd like to see. Yeah. Gets this fancy suit jacket on and starts dropping words like besmirch. You're so studious, (laughs) baby. Just just so fancy. Nicole, what did you make of the win? Um, I... I, it was definitely close. Like I thought, I thought we had to work for it, and that's my favorite thing about this season. Um, again, a reminder: it's such a young team. I had to tell my son that he was freaking out, and I'm just like, we. I feel like as Buckeye fans, we had to be kind of brought back to a standard of not everybody. You know, they had an older team last year, Justin Fields. You know, as a senior, and there's something to be said for that. So. The entire team basically is young and we're just kind of learning as we go and we're doing a great job, you know, and there are still mistakes, but that's what makes it an exciting football game, you know? Hey, nothing good for TV. Nothing's more exciting than when that ball's bouncing around with about two minutes to oh go. Oh, my gosh. And you're only up six. What are you doing? And you've got the Whippler di- diving out there mm. making maybe the play of the game. Saving the game. I mean, I, I hadn't started drinking yet, but at that point, I went up to go get one. Popped the top at that. Because I'm like, if we miss this field goal, I'm going to feel just the same way as I did You before. waited until 3.30 to pop the top <laughs> out? I'm not sure that I buy that. I don't, it was a long Friday night. Okay, a long Friday night. Um, Jay- kids games, too, man. I'm not I could, <laughs> trying to be a decent dad and yeah, show you don't want to get yelled at I can't on Twitter be like, again. I can't be like yeah. Dennis Hopper and Hoosiers <laughs> rolling out to these, these kids games, okay? You can do anything. Could be if you tried. Uh, I think a lot of parents no, Nobody's going to ask questions. I think a lot of parents do. <laughs> if you had to deal with my kids, hey, I know that Beebs, our friend Laura, I mean, she was 
we saw her Sunday. I mean, it was stressed to the max oh, trying to four kids. Get her, but she does it. She handles yeah, it. Yeah, dragging the animals out there. It's not just the one that's playing. It's the it's the zoo keeping the other ones <laughs> and making sure they're not just at each other's throats. Like eating things. And like, I have two kids. That's why. <laughs> wondering away. Oh, and your daughter, she babysitted our kids. I'm going to get know. her over there now. <laughs> okay, we've gone quite off the rails. Oh, Jay-Z, what did, you th- what did you make of the win? <clears throat> um, yeah, I, I think it's just the thing. Of the last couple of weeks, we are playing teams that, by the numbers, should be a tough game. You know, we just had seen them, you know, with Nebraska, they have a bad record. So, by the numbers, it looks like they have a pretty good team. You know, maybe it'll be a tough game, but they have a terrible record, so we think we should go in and roll them. You know, with Penn State, they had just lost to Illinois. You know, they'd given up 300-some yards rushing, but they, by the numbers, you know, for the full season, they had a pretty good team. And I think we just keep thinking to ourselves that we were rolling this way and these teams were going this way. I don't think that's the case. Um, Nebraska is a team that, I mean, gosh, we gave them their worst loss of the year. You know, so, I mean, let's let's look at that. You know, I mean, it's... Isn't that... Nebraska's lost... Isn't that wild? ...to four teams. Michigan State's going to fall out. Four top ten. Oh, yeah. Michigan State, Michigan, I mean, OU, they all lost those, you know, by by not much. We give them their worst loss. Less than double digits. Yeah, so, I mean... uh, it's a great win. It's on the road. Anytime you go on the road in November and get a Big Ten win, I think it's I think it's a good one. And uh, you know, yeah, there's going to be things to clean up. We do seem to be losing ourselves a little bit on that front five or six in the run game. Uh, once we do get past the fifty, like Bob was talking about, getting down into the red zone, we got to figure that out because you're going to need those touchdowns and you know towards the end of November. And uh, you know, it's good to get field goals, but. You know, you got to put teams away here at this time of the year. I don't believe football analysis needs to be binary, okay? Like, it doesn't have to be mm. good versus bad, right? Professor Birmingham. It doesn't have to be, it doesn't have <laughs> to be good versus bad. Six top 20 teams lost on Saturday. Cincinnati should have lost to Tulsa. Alabama should have lost to LSU. Ohio State didn't play great football for the second straight week. But we won. But they won by nine on the road against a much better than their record mm-hmm. would indicate Nebraska team, right? But there's still things that are off. I mean, there's things that are off. The running game is off, clearly. The the inability of of, uh, of the Buckeyes to kind of just go out and assert themselves at the line of scrimmage is off. And that, that's not even necessarily in the running game. It's in the passing game as well. There's yep. a lot, lot of just kind of discomfort. You can see it on the face. Dewan Jones was sick early in the game, didn't play. There's some movement around on the offensive line, so you, just, you can chalk up some of it to that. But you win on the road by nine points against, again, a team that's lost to four top ten teams. That's a pretty good Nebraska team, despite the fact that they're now three and seven and won't make a bowl. But this week we'll get and another. And their coach is going to get. This fun. week's another big test because Purdue does have some athletes. They're not as, you know, Michigan State, Penn State type athletes or, or Michigan athletes. But with George Karloftis and David Bell, you have two certified, like, all-American all type players on that roster, which, you know, adds some intrigue. I guess uh, the intrigue to me is the way, when I ask you guys, what do you think of it, is how everyone wants to evaluate it differently. And Nick Saban didn't even complain about their win against LSU. Yeah, and that's what I mean. Like Alabama's almost certainly going to stay at number two in the rankings. I'm not talking just about how Ohio State fans feel about what happened Saturday, but the national perception of like that Ohio State needs to win every game by 50 mm-hmm. is just not doesn't match reality. And it's, oh, well, the SEC is so great. That's a terrible LSU team that already fired their coach. <laughs> <laughs> it's already done. Terrible. Half of their players opted out or are hurt. And I mean. they're out. Like There's no justifying what happened for Alabama. And they will definitely at stay at number two. Mm-hmm. Like They won't even ask a question about it. And I just it seems crazy that the standard for Ohio State is so high. And you say 
Jay-Z and Bob both every week that Ohio State, the standard is the standard, and it's competitive excellence. Yes. And I get that. Four to six, A to B. But isn't the standard also to win the game? Chase. Like, yes. I didn't hear anybody in that locker room complain about going to Nebraska and winning by nine, and nor should they. The attitude was different, though. I mean, if you listen to C.J. Stroud after the Penn State game, where they won by nine at home against a pretty good – there was a, a relief factor almost for those guys uh, against Penn State. There was more irritation on Saturday if you listen to the postgame stuff. And you know, I, I don't even think it's an Ohio State standard. I think it's the Big Ten. Penn State is 6-3 and three and beat Auburn, and yeah. Auburn's 6-3 and three and is seven spots ahead of them in, their, in the AP rankings. Like, what are these people – the expectation for teams in the Big Ten is unrealistic. Well, Here. that's – and it's, it's – I understand Nebraska's a good team. I think it, just looking at it to me – Good teams win games. Great teams cover the spread. I mean, and I don't know if we could have maybe went for two after we were trying to hit that play-action <laughs> shot to score at the end of the game. Maybe try to enhance that thing a little bit to 14 points and get as close as you can. I mean, I don't know if you bought if Ryan bought down the bought it down or something. You know, if that's mm-hmm. what we were going with. But I don't think we should imply the head coaches gambling on. I, I don't team. think Ryan Day is gambling on his team. Oh, I don't think any I, of those coaches. I'm well, really, really glad that you made Bob. <laughs> yeah, I just want to be very clear. When I say uh, it in jet, I, when I to bring you're it wearing up. that jacket. I can't tell what's serious and what's sarcasm. <laughs> uh, I look tall business uh, yes, businessman yes. today. Um, but I, I, I think part of that was I think you made a mistake. It was I have a need, him. a need for Tweed. It, but I think it was the need. <laughs> I think it was more the fact that you wanted to look at thirty to seventeen feels a lot better than twenty six seventeen, and. You're trying to go for it, and it was probably there. I mean, you got to try to block it up, I guess, a little bit better. But there is this expectation. You hold. I think people hold Bama to the same standard. Like they didn't look great. There's a lot of people. Paul Feinbaum came out today and was like, "This Bama, that was not a good performance." Bama had six rushing yards. Yeah, it's exactly. Who are they? Purdue. I mean, that's what I would expect <laughs> out of Purdue. They throw for 800 and rush for four. Like that's what they've done. But the Big Ten now. I mean, I don't know if it's. Good parody or bad parody? Like, everybody's a lot better than we think, or maybe nobody's quite as good as we think. But I look across college football, and I don't know if it's any different either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, other than Georgia, who's, yeah. who's good? Well, Georgia has some pretty big problems on offense as well, but that's another. They're giving up six points a game. That helps, So it works out. So it works out. But the point that Bobby is making, I think, is also fair and applies to this conversation with Georgia. Like, okay, Ohio State's issue in September was that the defense wasn't good enough. We'll look at the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. And now they're in the, you know, I don't know all the numbers, but they're one of the best defenses in the country over the last month, and they just won against Penn State and Nebraska by riding that defense and putting incredible amounts of pressure on the quarterback with the best, maybe the best front in the country <clears> and a secondary that. And uh, with the new college football rule, touchdowns. we're allowed to hold Ohio State defensive well, linemen. Imagine how. I mean, so imagine how, imagine better, how many more better. sacks exactly. Smith and Zach Harrison would have if that was if it wasn't legal to hold. Yeah, them. exactly. Let's create Mind a new blown. statistic: expected sacks. Yeah. yeah, they might have to do that anyway. I, all right, I think that's relevant, but. I don't think anybody – because here's, I think, the problem. It's coaches – an NFL front office exec told me this about five years ago at Pro Day. He said, you don't get fired for, win, fired, fired for wins and losses. You get fired for failing to meet expectations. And so, fair or unfair, like the expectations of this program are ridiculously high. And I think especially defense struggled early. It's so like, okay, defense just isn't going to be very good this year. So, if you would have said, hey, going into Lincoln, Nebraska – Playing a Nebraska team that's three and six. Now, granted, they've been pretty good, yeah. but based upon what you've seen this offense do, you hold them to seventeen points. I think the expectation yeah. is like, okay, uh, yeah. we win this by twenty-eight. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, because mm-hmm. we should be should be there, and it's just it's the field goal. It, it, to me, it's just one, one issue. It's the turnovers, or not the it's the penalties, and then it's the fact that like you got to finish drives because that's something that comes back to bite you, mm-hmm. and 
in college football when Justin and I played, you could get field goals and win games. Mm-hmm. Not like against these teams that we're talking about, the Bama's, Georgia. Like, you would have a hard time if you don't convert some of those drives into touchdowns. Especially when well, the penalties played, are stopping you in the red zone. If you play Bama, you'll probably survive just fine because they are actually not very good. But that's <laughs> a oh conversation. Here they come. For another day. I mean, what are they going to say after what they did against LSU? Their best offensive player was the fourth best receiver at Ohio State. And Think about that. Well, maybe. maybe. Well, I'll look at you getting on one, maybe. We'll have this conversation another day. But the other part was that he knew who those three were, Jameson Williams, and what Julian Fleming could do when mm-hmm. he was healthy. So that's just neither here nor there. Um, I don't You can give one of those receivers. Maybe one of them's worth a rooster's buckeye leaf. Which, by the way, looks like fried mushrooms. Fried mushrooms. Fried mushrooms. Yes. Is, that, mm. is that every location, Nicole? It should be. Okay. It should be, but if not, there will be. Now we have a fry shortage. So, uh, the, oh no. The, I mean, it'll be okay. We have, have a, a we have a system French fries. fries. So the chips this is coming back. Maybe you should bring in the potato. <laughs> chips. I know, right? I know, I know. It's so probably a potato shortage got, at its base. Got Nicole riled up yeah. over here <laughs> no, at its base. Fries are also made out of potatoes. What is this like? The Irish potato famine? Like that's not a thing. So if we're out of fried mushrooms, it was supposed to be cheese fries. That's what they would give you. Uh-huh. Well, now with the fry shortage, um, I guess we have two sets of backup fries. Oh. So there is backup of backup plans. But so it's a surprise. You always have five. There's backup still plans. no we, mac. And we have to. Bites. That's how we really. I mean, uh, do you see any mac and cheese bites? I, I need to ask. Oh, they're, sorry, they're guys. trapped on a ship. Like the Ohio, they're on a yeah. ship just it's, hanging out. It's like yes. Ohio State offensive line. I mean, they're just shuffling, moving the pieces, Berm trying to make you happy. As We're happy trying. as you possibly hey, can. You have mm-hmm. to find a way to get through November, and that includes yeah. what, what? what is it for? <clears throat> November is for contenders. And, and roosters. roosters. And, and roosters. And this November Tuesday, or Appetizer Tuesday, will be fried mm-hmm. mushrooms. Yes. Buckeye leaves. You can talk about who was your best Buckeye and earned a helmet sticker on Saturday at Nebraska. Nicole, lead it off. So, um, and Jigba played great, um, and so did, was it Tyreek Smith? Yeah. He played really well. But I want to go for someone else. Uh, I'm going to pick Noah Ruggles. Noah. Because <laughs> kickers have a special, kickers and goalies have a special place in my heart because I feel like they are just set up to fail. Like, it's, they're just expected to either, you know, make the field goal or stop the goal. That's it. And if they don't, then people are against them, you know? And so I just, like, I won't let my son play those positions. <laughs> it's too stressful. And it, and it, it with is. Your, with your size, I well, think the stress for me, would, the stress would be for you. Size, you better yeah. hope he's a kicker because that's about how he's going to go get a scholarship. So I, um, Long snapping. so Noah Ruggles just to be able to come out there, you know, he's a transfer and he, I, he really helped win that game, oh. and Last couple. you know, because it's it's all on him. All eyes are on him, and the quarterback's the same way. But the quarterback has a bunch of chances to, you know. So yeah, he's going to make mistakes. But the kicker, nope, run. nope. He's nope. just, you yeah. know, Save he's in there just a few times. And then Berm, you said that he had this is he broke a record. It's two straight games of four field goals, yeah. right? Nope. Never Facts. been done before at Ohio State. What not a great even, anecdote. Not even we what a playing. great fact, nope. Nope. Nicole. Nope. And not even yeah. the Nuge, well done. The Nuge never even awesome did that. Fact. And also, just factually I, speaking, factually we, speaking. we played for field goals too, yeah. which is what was crazy. <laughs> yeah, but one game that's all we scored was field goals. <laughs> it was like five of them, I think. I think special teams are, and you know, they're an important piece as well. I say this every week, and I know it's probably annoying, but it is a team effort. And you know, when they were struggling in other areas, Noah was able to jump in and 
be okay doing his piece of the puzzle. So it was very impressive. In Nebraska, they struggled in that area, and oh, it, it really hurt them. <laughs> you know, and so it shows. <laughs> yep. It shows how important that role is, and um, we just need to be very. Uh, I feel very lucky that he is our kicker because yep. he's the about been somebody Noah read their struggles. manual this week. Yes. Mm-hmm. But I, I have friends who are Nebraska fans. Their kicker at the beginning of the year was on the Lou Groza list. Sure. And I think it was their backup uh, that was playing against us because that guy started was, off. This so was bad. their third kicker. Is that is it their yeah. third kicker? Spencer yeah. and I were down on the field pregame, and we were underneath the the end zone. We're in the end zone where they're warming up their kicker. He missed at least 13 in a row in <laughs> oh, warm-ups. Come on. And they were, like, just falling, like, right near Spencer and I's head. And I'm like, who is this guy? Is that their kicker? He, I'm, I'm not making it you up. You guys, I think he was having a mental block. And it was a anecdotally, thing. that's what happened. How do you run him out on the field? <laughs> that was an anecdote, per. Oh, my. I just, I feel for him. That's yeah. that's tough. And yeah. uh, But, you know, you read the winner's manual, you win in special teams, and you'll win the game. And the punt is a very important play. So Easy, I'm sure that's probably they're not called average teams. They're called special teams because they're special. They are mm-hmm. special. Um, You're absolutely right, partner. <laughs> you know, I mean, <laughs> I, 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 I want to take two. I'm going to give half and half. I don't want to steal Bob's, but, you know, and Jigba with the game he had, I mean, having Garrett Wilson out, not sure who was going to step in. I know, you know, Fleming had been looking like he was going to get healthy for this game. I, don't, I didn't know until the game time that he was going to play. But, you know, being able to step up, he seems like a security blanket for CJ, um, you know, just that guy that he likes to go to, whether it's the route that he's running, you know, his position on the field, it's easier for him to get the ball or see him and feel comfortable about it. It is what it is. He, he's making plays. Um, so that's huge for him to be able to step up like that. You know, moving forward, teams are going to have to start saying, we take Olave away, we take Wilson away. I mean, this kid, and he's done it all year, so, I mean, yeah. they've seen it, but, you know, that just is, is solidifying another option that we have. And then, uh, you know, for the second half, Steel Chambers, um, you know, and sorry, Bob, if that was who you're going to go with, but, uh, I mean, not being able to play that first half, coming out six tackles and, I, you know, an INT, you know, in the second half, I, I think he's someone that needs to keep playing. I know we talk about it a lot, yep. but, uh, you know, it was good to see him out there and, you know, stunk that he had to sit out that first half, but, he, you know, I think he came in and made some plays in the second half to show that he, he should get some more playing time. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's who I was going to go with. It's Steel Chambers, based upon. Dang it, my bad. <laughs> I, I slagled you, my bad. Him. It's okay. I, I mean, you, you just can't take the offensive guy. You got to take. Well, the- you know, he's the he's the uh, you know 15 catches, 240 yards. That's an easy one. So I was trying but, to like you said, test myself a little. You sat out the first half. Like that's something. That's how so hard new. is that? I mean, I'm, well, I, yeah, you never had to do it. I guess. Yeah. That. Like to get ready, get go ready for warmups. It's like all right, now I've got to control my emotions because yeah. I'm not playing like running around. Uh, but when he, he hopped in there, you had no idea. Like, yeah. Six tackles, you mentioned the interception, like diving, you see his athleticism. You know, he's still feeling this thing out a little bit. But like the linebacker play in general, I thought Eichenberg played a pretty good game um, as well. And so, you know, seeing these guys kind of grow, we wanted to just like throw them all in a dirt pile and bury them down at the beginning of the <laughs> season. And it's amazing how much better they've gotten, A, with time, and B, with a defensive line that's playing much better mm-hmm. in front of them. Are you saying and suggesting that sometimes it takes – a little bit of growth? Growers versus showers. And listen, they weren't ready to show early on. They needed to grow a little bit first. Huh. Yep. They needed some caressing. Time and will. growth. Time, Time. and growth. Yes. Thick and fast. That's how the Buckeyes come at you, <laughs> linebackers. Yep. Thick and fast. Interesting. Thick and fast. That's a, I, I don't never really thought about it that way. but And you shouldn't have. It's great, yeah. it's great so, analysis <laughs> from Bobby. How else are you supposed to fill up a running lane? They're so thick. See, you challenged the it. The the better. By slow? talking about the coat. And then this is what you caused this. <laughs> Just eat your atomic wings over there. <laughs> uh, he also got 
on the road this weekend. Wow. Ooh, he asked for some Inferno on Saturday night. Ooh. Because they, this was uh, okay. Where were we? What was it called? It doesn't matter because we only. We right. Re- so <laughs> this <laughs> normally normally when I do the uh, the new killer here, I only get the five. You know, so I, I was hungry because I you know we had the game earlier in the day and I hadn't really eaten. Uh, so I got the dozen, mm. and I'll tell you, he had the first two, and he said. Come on. I did not. This is, is this what they call hot sauce oh, in Nebraska. This is Omaha ah, Inferno. I cannot Get me back to roosters. The exaggerating. I cannot stand it. it is, <laughs> is a that bald not what fa- happened? No, that's a bald face Spencer? lie. Spencer's nodding it's over there. It's a bald there. face oh. lie. I said it was hot and it was Anecdotally, delicious. Anecdotally, I watched you eat the first two. <laughs> I said it was hot and then it got very hot mm-hmm. and then it got very, very hot. And then 12 more times it got hot. And he didn't I, even finish. I, oh. I, left, I left one, number one, because... I had some delicious cheese curds also, <laughs> but I was no longer hungry at that point. Plus, I just could not eat anymore because it, it was just too much. Uh, and then he tried to tell the waitress that he was just sweating from his eyes like normal. <laughs> it's not <laughs> like crying. normal. She was like, are you okay? Brought <laughs> <laughs> uh, over a box of tissues here. Do you tears need are an emotional reaction. It's sweat, you loser. <laughs> anyway, you know who's not a loser? Julian Fleming. Hey, no, he's not. Julian Fleming's not a loser, and that's why he gets my Buckeye leave. He's had a very, very tough two years. Twice now he's been called on for Ohio State to just fill in. Last year in the Big Ten Championship game when Chris Olave had COVID, mm-hmm. stepped up, had five catches against Nebraska, filled in, played after being hurt for the last month. No complaining, no bee and moaning from a guy who was the number one ranked receiver in the country two years ago. It's very easy to see a group, a, a room full of guys that are playing ahead of you and say, hey, I, I can leave. I can go anywhere I want. I can go do a Jamison Williams and go portal, play. Portal slide? I mean, there's, it's very Old easy to do that. Slide. And uh, Julian continues to just put his head down and work and, and doesn't complain about it. And so uh, he's definitely gets my Buckeye leaf. And then Tyreek Smith on the other side of the ball because he's just playing lights out. You called for him to play better, and he did. You heard you. It's produced. The veterans had to do it. He and uh, – Zach Harrison are both playing at a level that they've never been at in their career, and we've talked about them many, many times. Both five stars, both expected to be future first-round draft picks. They go, Where's the pressure? Why aren't these guys doing on a play-by-play? Oh, you want pressure? We'll give you pressure. Well, here you go. Yeah, yeah, they do. And I think it's that that reality that sets in as you mature and like you're getting closer to that time. Well, I actually haven't earned the status to be a first-round draft pick and catch in on all that. Um, and Tyreek Smith, part of that was injury this year. Part of it was injury throughout his entire career. And Zach Harrison. Um, I, I think he really missed out on that that second year where Larry Johnson really seems to take guys to that another level. Uh, obviously, everybody missed out on those practice, those reps, that game experience. But now those guys are just finding a new gear. And if if it was a penalty to hold them, uh, <laughs> like the game wouldn't even really exist. No, uh, you can't. You cannot stop these guys. And they they've joked about the race to the quarterback, and all defensive mm-hmm. ends like to say that, but. It really is. You're seeing both of them get there almost simultaneously from either side. And that's why when I look at this matchup with Purdue and everyone talking about David Bell and the passing attack, I don't know how they're going to have enough time to really exploit that. So I don't know. The number is what, Spencer? 19? I don't know. Uh, this feels like a week to me, Bob. That oh, boy. Another oh, cover is seven, seven, another cover is three. <laughs> I heard that number. I thought it was too high. The good but, news is Austin doesn't have to but, get a score prediction. But I will today. not. I'll, just, I'll still think about it, but I just want to set it up for Nicole because she's the actual expert when it comes to So the Buckeyes are favored by 19. That the, the number is 19. Purdue has beaten the number two team in the country twice in the last four weeks. I say 12-21. 
Buckeyes. 21 to 12. A nine-point win again. Can I? 9-9-9. Herman usually, Cain approves. Let's put the bigger number first when you do your scores. Okay, I, I, I like do that. It, I do yeah. it, too. AJ, do gets, AJ gets mad at me. I do it basically. But every week she does it. I, I want to say. I'm glad you told me. Yeah, I didn't well, know you're Maybe I should have done it. If it's it long, doesn't really. Matter. I always put the visiting team first. Now this week Purdue is. Uh, yeah, is, I don't. I don't even pay attention to that. I think I just go up in numbers. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. So twelve twenty. We all numbers. understand. Purdue twelve visiting Ohio State twenty one. And Nicole doesn't believe that the offense will get it rolling this week. No. It, it's not Later. that. I think it's. I mean, the number three think, team in the country didn't get their offense rolling against Purdue. I think Purdue. they'll play great. I think this has just 29. been the pattern of yeah, football this enough. year. And it's going to be the first real cold game for C.J. Stroud. And, you know, Bob brought it up. The West, West Coast, Coast guy. It's going to oh, be the first if time. If you don't want to run Mr. the ball meteorologist over here. I know you don't want to run the ball. It's going to be only a high of 43 or 44 degrees on Saturday. By the time that game ends, we'll be in the high 30s. It's You've going to be been a chilly wrong night. about the weather for every game oh in the God. last I'm I think he'll play great. I think it's – I don't know. You son of a biscuit eating <laughs> Oh, wow. It does drop on Saturday. Did you bring rain here to Indiana or not? Oh, my God. Did you? It was a dry night, wasn't it? They weren't calling for rain. <laughs> I'm just asking. The well, why would he take it? I'm just asking rain the gear. questions here. There was a zero percent chance of rain for the three days heading into Saturday, and up until 5:30 p.m. that night, zero uh -huh. percent chance of rain, and then it went to a hundred percent chance of rain an hour before the game. So if you want to keep talking, I will fork <laughs> you in the neck. <laughs> I guess I'm just wondering, like, how meaningful that weather forecast is on Monday. If oh my god, <laughs> he's got a good point. But we, that's, need, we need to go to a break. We will. <laughs> Anecdotally, it's a great point, though. Um, what One else? of the top five to ten points I've ever made. That's great. That's Now we bring it full circle. Nicole, uh, I think there's still a new winner. Yeah. And yes. Four, three, yes. So three Brian, Brian from Hilliard won last week. He's the Roosters super Bowl excited. Trip giveaway. Yes, the Roosters Bowl trip giveaway. And so he was week eight. <clears throat> so four left. Or left, yeah. we've got. How do you sign up for that? Mm -hmm. So you go to Roosters. Yeah, Bob. You go to Roosterswings.com. Oh, Roosterswings.com. You can register. You get a chance to win two bowl tickets, airfare, deluxe hotel accommodations, and the Buckeyes are assured a bowl game. <laughs> we are assured. Four mm -hmm. more winners left. Go there and sign up. Roosters, the official wing sponsor of Ohio State Athletics. Thank you, Bobby. Boom. Every wing, every win, leads to warmer weather for the bowl game. That's that's a great yeah. point. That's a very good point. Although every in Dallas win, in, in late oh, December, yeah. it's actually it's not, not very necessarily warm. warm down there. No. Warm and but, and I feel like it's been chilly final, everywhere we go. The final win will lead to you heading back north. Yeah, you might have a all roads lead to Indianapolis. Isn't that, isn't that what they say every year? Get to Indy, and it's now Indy. it goes double this year. Yeah, I like that doubling wow. down on it. Didn't even really think about it. They've changed their goals. They set the sights. You know, they skipped that step that you got to win. But they're still in position, and that's all that matters for Nicole as she gets ready to organize that bowl trip. Anything else that, that we need to know before you get out of here? Appetizer Tuesday tomorrow. Two dollars. Fried mushrooms or something else. And <laughs> <laughs> it's two dollars. That's all we know. That's all that two dollars. Yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. All right, we're gonna let Nicole get out of here. We're gonna take that break that Berm wants, and we're gonna be right back here on Letterman Live. It's brought to you by Roosters. It's a fun, casual joint. Now with some early bowl predictions, Bobby Carpenter. Well, Austin, what I'm seeing here is 12 lucky Roosters guests are getting the opportunity to travel to this year's Buckeye Bowl game. Each trip comes complete with two tickets, airfare, and hotel. One prize winner will be chosen each week. Guests need to register weekly at roosterswings.com. Uh, that's great, Bobby. What I was asking was your prediction for the Buckeyes this bowl season. I have no idea. I'm going to Roosters right now to register. Precision engineering, rigorous attention to detail, 
A Bryant Evolution heating system is so well designed, it's as much of a joy to install as it is to use. Good to go. For the dealer nearest you, visit Bryant.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. All right, welcome back into the Letterman Lounge. It's Letterman Live. It's brought to you by Roosters. It's a fun, casual conversation about the Buckeyes, and let's go right to it. Every, um, Pretty much every social media engagement that I had over the last 48 hours was about C.J. Stroud's uh, decisions to run or not run the football and then his post-game <coughs> comments about it. I'm just going to start it by saying, Bob, that you wanted to play the audio. We're not going to do that. Um, well, just just so everybody can get a, a full well, sense if, of if we had it right here in the well, the full sense is different than the clip that people are you they, know, they, going into. They focus the on the first part, and and well, I focus on the fact important. that nobody gets paid to play college football. <clears throat> well, they actually do now. Ooh, so, not uh, to play college football, they get played for, paid for their name, image, and, and likeness. Because he's, uh, he's paid. He paid said, "I get, I make a make living, my throwing, living, make my living throwing the football." And here's the thing, I'm I'm just going to start with my take on it because I've been asked about it so much. In the room and knowing C.J. Stroud and having Ooh, hum- talked to him for hum- the last two years, right? Name dropping with uh, Austin Ward. Celeb. I took that as some people thought it was defensive and maybe it was partially from that position, but it was a joke in my opinion. Oh, there was it was in jest. That I didn't hear the if, whole. If if he w- if if he was supposed to run, he would be a running back. I don't think that there's anything out of bounds about saying that he's a quarterback, not a running back. And I've also heard. JT Barrett and Cardell Jones and Dwayne Haskins all say, you know, I'm here to win the game with my arm. That's what they want. I don't think C.J. Stroud is ignoring play calls and checking to passes instead of running zone read or quarterback power or any of that. Uh, The whole thing is, and he said it every single week, whatever he is asked to do to win the game, he will do. I understand that – not scrambling and forcing a throw that is intercepted is a problem. Not gonna. There's no argument against that. If there's five yards, maybe you should take it. One of them, he could have flipped a ball to Chris Olave instead of throwing to the sideline, the first one, I believe, uh, and then you don't throw a pick. Decision-making was not great against Nebraska. Not, not arguing that point either. But Ohio State and Ryan Day specifically are not trying to build an offense that is going to run quarterback – power 20 times or rely on him to run zone read 10 or 15 times in a game. They do not want their quarterback exposed to these hits week after week. That's just not going to no. be part of the offense. I don't want that offense either. Gosh, no. I didn't like I used it. I hate that kind of oh. – I didn't like it when that's what we were doing with JT on third and five mm-hmm. and we knew it was going to be Q power. Like that's – I'm not a fan of that. What I am asking is when there are free yards there and there's no apparent yeah. open receiver down the field – to go take free access. It's no different than a check down. Mm-hmm. Run it. I'm not even asking you to break a tackle. Right. 
I'm asking you to get five or six, seven, eight yards, whatever's there, and slide it out. Because I'll tell you this, I watch, I do know some guys on Sunday who are going to be wearing gold jackets one day, and they run it when the when it's time to there be run there. And so whether that's Tom Brady who does it like three times a year, who's incredibly more accurate than C.J. Stroud because he's been playing a lot longer, incredibly slower than C. and incredibly <laughs> slower, and so he knows like, hey, I know what my arm can do, but this is here, and this is what my team requires me. So. I don't make a living running the football. I make a living winning football games. Getting first downs. And getting first downs and keeping the team on the field. And so there's times, especially when you start getting the red zone and different things, you got to do it. I mean, I I watched Ryan Tannehill take a boot in last night. I mean, Ryan Tannehill is obviously a significantly better athlete than C.J. Stroud. And so no one's sitting here saying like, hey – Run zone read. I don't want to see you run zone read. I just want to see if there's a scramble there mm-hmm. two or three times a game because our receivers are so good. And the other thing, too, playing linebacker, knowing that your coach has told you he's not going to run it, he's not going to run it, he's not going to run it. So when he breaks the pocket, everybody turn just, and run. Turn, everyone just keeps slacking back mm-hmm. and they keep getting on the receivers. And I'm like, there's 10 yards there. Once you do it one time, now all of a sudden it's like, ah, yeah. now I've got to make a decision because the first down's at seven – I'm at like 15. He's going to be able to get there if I don't come up quicker. And so you just have to have the threat of it every now and then. I, I just, I, I don't disagree with anything you said. I, I just think it's coming from a place where he's not unwilling to do it. I think it was bad decision making and or being coached not to do it. Well, I think it's bad decision making and avoid, know, and avoidance to running. I don't, I don't think he, he wants. I mean, to. he did do that. I twice think in short yard situations. I think he's looking Saturday. at the potential benefit of getting the ball to Chris Olave or Garrett Wilson or Jackson Smith and Jim. Or to the other team. Or Well, I don't think he's thinking about that as a benefit. I, I think That would it, definitely uh, be a negative. It, I think in his mind, and I, I'm not trying to speak for him, but uh, if he's running and he sees I can get for three yards and if I can throw it for oh, yeah. three yards and they can maybe turn it into a 75-yard play, then – then why not? But you know, at, to your point, if it's four, if it's third and five, Move and you're chains. at midfield, and you can pick up four yards with the aggressiveness of, of the offense, now all of a sudden fourth and one is a much different proposition, and you don't feel the need to force things. I, I mean, it's just such a strange world we're living in because, um, you know, from a recruiting standpoint, I had people on the uh, on the interwebs this weekend being like, oh, "Okay, well, is Ohio State going to recruit quarterbacks that can run?" Like. For the last fifteen years, I was. Can we recruit quarterbacks that can pass? Yeah, like, I, mm-hmm. like people just ha- you can't have. I mean, you can have everything, but those just whatever they guys, want, but, they want something else. But even when they makes- had that with Justin Fields, the same problem existed in his mm-hmm. first year because Ryan Day did not want his yeah. quarterback. And Justin running. knows I want to go to the NFL. I want to learn how to sit in yeah, a pocket these kids and read a defense and go through my proge- you know progression I, and and deliver the ball. I think that's the part, Jay Z. That's that's been the frustrating part to hear that. Criticism, yes, and it doesn't affect me. But I just, I used to hear it like, why doesn't Justin Fields run more? Yeah, like uh, that same thing happened with the last guy who was also way more athletic than C.J. Stroud is. Yeah, I, I don't understand. It, it seems like this whole. I mean, it almost seems like, man, if he would just run the ball, we uh, our offense is unstoppable. <laughs> and it's like, wh- wh- I don't, I don't understand it. Um, I understand zone reads. Maybe you have to do a better job with your fakes. You know, maybe you actually do carry your keep one and whatever, just to keep them honest. Right. But we don't need him on a consistent basis running. The first interception, yes. You take that, you're a quarterback, you're out on the perimeter, you can see everything that's coming at you. You run towards the sideline. You don't have to even slide. Just get to the sideline. Right. And you pick up those five, six yards. There are instances where you have to just go get the first down. 
Um, you know, you you can trust your arm, you can trust your receivers, but things happen. Balls get tipped, you're on the run, you know, who knows? You know, there, there's more bad things that can happen there instead of just saying, all right, I can see it. There's green grass right in front of me. Right. I don't need to take it to the end zone. I'm just going to get the first down. But I like a quarterback that will sit there and keep his eyes downfield because you don't know what's going to break. And on the one, I think it was the one where Olave was deep, right? If, if he somehow sees that, you know, he's keeping a play alive, not saying I'm going to tuck it and run. If he sees that at the last second, he could put that ball on him for a touchdown. Right. Now, he didn't. He was focused on the sideline that he was running towards. But I love having a quarterback that's keeping his options open and not wanting to take off because you, you get these young guys, especially young guys. He's a freshman. Man, their first look's not there. Oh, second look. Uh, I'm running, you know, because I, I know I have the athletic ability. I can do that. When all maybe you need to do is another second in the pocket, and then that ball is, you know, something would would have come open. So I, I'm fine with him sitting in there. Yes, every now and then, just like a Tom Brady. Yeah, if you want to go up and get those four or five yards, if they're there, great. But uh, I'm just not these, – these people – just think these people, this, you these, people. These, what do you mean you they just people. think that that's going to fix everything and it's it's not i well, mean i think that's the other part of this conversation jay-z is like that wouldn't have fixed the issues they were having with the run game overall no. because i think look travion henderson we know how talented he is we know how good these offensive yeah. linemen are i think that right now and tell me if i'm wrong you guys who are much more in tune to the x's and o's there seems to be either a schematic issue Something. blocking the backside of it's like a lot of pretty, pretty calling simple issues. things like, that you might cover. Hey, you got tight end. He's going to take that five tag. You don't have to stay there and let the hole open up. Someone can run through. It, it just seems like they're not on the same page. I mean, I don't know what the play call was, but I just I watched one play from the end zone in the end literally had just nobody touch him. And he just runs down the line and tackles a guy. And I'm just sitting there like, and that's I, happened I feel two like, weeks in a row. Yes. And it's like, I feel like somebody should at least pushed him <laughs> tried to tried to stop him or from just coming down yes just something it just wasn't there so you know whatever these play calls are you know unless they're having mix-ups on the line of scrimmage how much uh, of that is just being week nine and other teams realizing what the Buckeyes are doing and now having to adjust well a lot of times they'll leave that guy right Bob and yeah. just say hey you got beat him to the other side but you know when you're getting bunched up on the other side well, it just now the people realize that angle loss. can change quite a bit and you don't have to loop around and you just run exactly. straight down the line it, it's it's faster it's that's part of it i think there is an element too where there's a lot of those players are all individually talented that being the offensive line but there is something of working with a cohesive group on working on some of those those b blocks or deuce blocks mm-hmm. as they call them where you're trying to double team slide off communicating because mm-hmm. teams are move fronts now and they'll do if, if here's the as soon as one team starts stunning and moving around and they have success you're going to see it until you stop it right and so I think that you're getting a little bit of that now where there is some movement. Teams are trying doing some different things because they've got nine weeks on it, and other teams have had success doing this, so we're going to do it. And uh, unless you take advantage of it, and then see you're going to – if they fixed it yeah. from the last time or not, we're going to get attacked. You're going to see it. We know that all you guys are good individually blocking one-on-one for the most part, but we're going to try to impact the scheme and the entire offense and what, how you guys choose to operate. So – um, the question then after week two was, well, what's the, the panic level with the defense? How much confidence do you have to get it fixed? I don't know that I would have had – I knew they were inexperienced. They knew they could get better. They made some pretty drastic changes. I think the defense has come a lot further than I would have expected after week two. Well, you know why? Because it's starting with the man in the mirror. Well, So you got to make a change for once in your life. That's, that's a great point. Lego Feel Batman real good. That. Gonna make a difference. Lego Batman. Lego Batman. <laughs> he did. Um, Lego back Batman also said he had a nine pack. <laughs> he <clears throat> and, and he does. You can't prove otherwise. Um, and, the, and the point I'm 
getting at here is you. there's a lot more evidence that Ohio State offensively can get it fixed. Like, it's been a bad two weeks, not suggesting any any to the contrary, but the, the people they have, I just don't see how this doesn't get rolling again. I, I would be surprised if it doesn't. It's been a bad two weeks against decent teams, too, though. I mean, you know. Well, Purdue's, Purdue's front seven is pretty good. We're going to find out again. I mean, it's going to be another strong now, test, I think. here's the thing, you because you've got an immediate comparison of just what happened. And Purdue's defense is, is pretty good. They can't run the ball at all, but they can throw it. But they Kenneth Walker had, what, 146, 150 yards? I mean, so they were able to have some explosive runs and get some things going. I would be disappointed if Ohio State didn't look as competent as Michigan State did running the football. Or Wisconsin. Well, like we did against well, Illinois and Penn State. Yeah, Wisconsin, that's a whole – I don't even understand Purdue. Like <laughs> – I mean, good. Because everybody they're talks wild, about the, how they're this great giant killer, and then they ignore the fact that. They got smoked by Wisconsin. <laughs> the other half of the time, they look absolutely yeah. terrible. I think they rushed for negative yards against Wisconsin. It was embarrassing. The Wisconsin but, game happened. But they're playing with confidence. They've beaten good They, they, they do this once a year. They've beaten good teams. It's been twice this year. And again, and they're getting credit for doing against Iowa, which is absolutely worse. Well, but yeah. I think for Ohio State, this week sort Anecdotal. of plays. No, that that sort of barometer because again, you got Michigan State and Michigan coming in after. You've played Penn State. You know what they have athletically up front. I think George Karloftis is probably the next iteration of, of that. And then you have Aiden, Aiden Hutchinson two weeks from now. That offensive line needs to get it together because mm-hmm. they're going to be playing teams that are seeing a little revenge tour <laughs> part two. I mean, you yeah. don't want to throw CJ Stroud fifty times in November that to a win bad, a football game. It's bad. I don't like that math. No, that is bad math. There, there's going to be a uh, happened against Oregon and it happened on Saturday. Yeah, and those were extra pressure is coming, and so the Buckeyes' offensive line needs to figure it out. Whether that's Jeremy Rucker staying home more and maybe doing a better job blocking because it seems like he's taking a step back in that regard this year. Seems a little out of place at times. Mm-hmm. Maybe you keep Mitch Rotzi in the game more often. Maybe you put Donovan Jackson back out there wearing number 41 and keep him as an, an, offense, an extra lineman. I don't know, but either way, you're you're seeing a blueprint right now for defense as to what to do to the Ohio mm-hmm. State offensive line. And so we'll see how they And adjust. Ryan Day can't be happy about this, right? He's a guy who wants – I mean, we thought he was going to come out against Penn State and just shove it right down their throat. He likes to do that early in games to, to assert the dominance. Not being able to and knowing – and we get in the red zone, what do we go to here? I mean, that that closes his playbook, you know, and, and play calling opportunities in, the, in that area no, a lot. No coach wants to line up and pass at 54 to no. Well, maybe Andy Reid, but well, most coaches don't. Mike Leach, they're, they're, there's a handful. Air raid uh, tree, but that's but, not but what But no coach, especially when you're in a game like that that's a one-possession game late, no one's like, man, let's just keep throwing this football. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Stop the clock. Uh, maybe we're get under some two sacks. minutes. Let's go ahead and drop back and throw one here. Ideally, and like even Purdue, who's fairly inept at running the football against Michigan State, was able to run the football late, and not, mm. it wasn't like they were dominating. But they but get had four or five yeah. yards, and they, they were decent at it. They were good enough to get first downs and ultimately lead to a field goal. To be clear, I think that the play call on that first and 10 from the 34 with the 146 mm-hmm. was the right call. Oh, I think it was too. I just take think the it, shot. it was. It was. You block it, it blocked wrong. You got to block. They just it. didn't do a very good job. I mean, you had two offensive linemen at Theron Munford and, and Nick Petit. You got to have a quick clock. Who in just your head. let a guy go, and at that point. It, what do you do? I mean, you just got to have a quick clock in your head as a quarterback saying, "All right, I'm not taking a sack here. Nothing." I think Gary Berdier said, "Sometimes you just got to cut a man loose." It was it was play action. It was after Trayvon Henderson had 11 yards and then 22 yards. I saw it. Like yeah. it was the moment to to, to end take the, game. the shot. Say dagger right here. Boom, boom. Two runs. Let's throw. I I would love to see. 
I bet there were receivers open down well, the field. Well, the problem, again, if you watch the that play, Nick petit Fair and, and Thayer Munford just decided to let the guy go and, mm-hmm. and no one blocked I think him. they thought he wasn't going to rush. I don't know. I mean, they both just uh, – they, they both thought had CJ him, was going to run. And then they just kind of let him go. And, and CJ – on a play action where – I mean, CJ had to bootleg right into the pressure. It was very, very poorly executed by the Ohio State offensive line. Do you think they got a minus on that play? I would bet. (laughs) (laughs) We'll check the grade book just to be sure, but it seems like a safe bet. Uh, Are you guys concerned about Purdue? What's what's your level of uh, panic? If it was in West Lafayette, that's where they really Mm -hmm. like to do the slide. That is a nightmare. Um, But the fact that it's here, they've got their next two games at home. You know, in Michigan State losing, I think, to Purdue, like that maybe gets your attention a little bit more mm-hmm. as opposed to if Michigan State would have beat them by 20. Like, all right, well, we're looking to the last two. Now, okay, well, we've got three in a row that, that could be pretty tough. And I do think this, as you get later in the year and you're playing at home and you look at some of these guys who are going to be rounding out their careers, when you're like coming into your year, it's like, ah, one hand changed. And all of a sudden you're like, well, I've got like one or two shots left and one of them is going to be senior day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I do think that there's an added importance and an added value when you realize walking in like, I've, this is the second time that I'm going to be running down this tunnel. I mean, I can put on pads, but it's just a Halloween costume because they're not putting me in the game. Right. So <laughs> next time I'll be walking down this, I'll just be as a spectator. Or as an alumnus, as a yeah. fan, like I'm, I'm not playing anymore. That me, that matters. Stop me if you've heard this, but I grew up in Ohio in the 1990s. I thought you grew up in Michigan. So yes, I'm nervous just now because I'm always ah. nervous about every Ohio State game because I grew up in the. 90s. Tim Biakabatuka does not play for Purdue. He's not walking through David that door. Bell does, and he doesn't. And nobody good plays for Michigan now, so there's no reason to worry about that one either. <laughs> Boy. Get, I, just wrap see. your mind around it. Yeah, I've never if, seen. If it David now. Bell has more than 100 yards receiving, I'm going to be salty. That's the challenge, Denzel Burton. It's not Saturday. a challenge because he's their best player. I'll give a hundred. He's their only anyway. offensive player. That's my point. Is we cannot. It happened before at Purdue when they yes. had one really good player, and we and chose, he went off. And we chose to try to guard him with guys who don't. Their position groups don't line up. Maybe some <laughs> linebackers. I'm not going to yell at Malik Harrison when he couldn't guard. Yeah. You can't guard receivers. Your fault. <laughs> You're like Robin Williams. It's, it's not your it's fault. It's not your fault. <laughs> you were put in a bad spot. Like, hey, go yeah. catch that rabbit. Okay, like well. Monte Smith in the championship game last year. Like, that. Not your fault. Yeah, so let's try. We have some good good players in the secondary. Two, two guys on them. I just watched Mike Vrabel, who went to the Bill Belichick School of Coaching. Mm-hmm. I was Cooper Cup had a decent game. I was not. He's not going to let him have 195 yards and four touchdowns. Right. We're going to stop you. It is going to be work. You are not going to be open. Someone else pass it to, to someone else. <laughs> we'll let you run the ball. Yeah. We'll see if you can run the ball. We'll play with just a too high safety, a light box, and we will dare you over and over and over again. We're going to double bell and see what happens. That's what I would like. It's it's not a hard game plan. Yeah. And you know what? If you rush for 250 yards yeah. and it's like 180 at halftime, we'll try to figure it out and change some stuff up. But maybe you're just better than us. But I don't believe that that's the case. Yeah. That would seem to be a surprise to me. But we'll find out on yes, Saturday. in the horseshoe. Get ready for that one. Thanks to Nicole Cox and Roosters for having us back in here uh, for our fun casual chat in a fun casual joint. Jay-Z, Bobby Carpenter, Jeremy Birmingham. I am Austin Ward. Uh, Enjoy your week, and we'll be right back here next week to talk about Ohio State and Purdue. See you then.